take it all. I don't care. That's what she said. <laughs> and the music's good. Too, so. All right. Welcome, everybody, to Dark Feather Gaming News. This is Thor, and I'm joined today with Fat Gamer Jeff and Sasquatch Daddy Senpai. And we're going to talk about some news in the gaming industry today. So what I'm thinking we should do, because I wanted to cover Final Fantasy VII Remakes. It's going to be a big topic right now, but I know there's a lot of people that are getting kind of tired of hearing about it. So I figure we'll just put that <laughs> as our very last item. That way, if someone doesn't want to hear about it, they can just end the podcast early. So the first thing on the list, though, I think the E3 getting canceled is kind of big news. that just hit yesterday. Yeah, um, I don't. Uh, yeah, that definitely hasn't ever happened. And I mean, we had previous, you know, virus scares before. <clears throat> so that's the thing that happened. But it probably happened primarily just because everyone was already prematurely pulling out of the conference. That sounds like last night. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, not part of <laughs> <laughs> did you make a mess jeff did you have to clean it up <laughs> i i have no no intentions of this being marketed as a towards everyone podcast so say whatever the fuck yeah. you want perfectly fine Does i i have to filter myself enough at work i'm not gonna fucking do it here oh thank you jesus <laughs> but uh yeah, so kind of unprecedented. I mean, it was also kind of a conference that was dying to begin with. You had every, every you didn't have Nintendo or Sony there anymore to begin with. They always just did, they started doing their own thing. Sony had for the last two years. Nintendo has always. So that, that's kind of what I was thinking. I, I mean, I mean even technically you have Microsoft who holds one before the conference and not in the conference. So a part of yeah, me is part of me is wondering if this isn't just going to be the stake in the heart of E3 in general. Or at least is E3 as we know it. Well, it's also become more of a advertising venue than showing mm. off new games more than anything. Yeah. So, well, I yeah, think it's mostly it's mostly for uh, journalists anyway. Mm. And uh, Microsoft and uh, Ubisoft are going to do their own thing online this year. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's that's what they're planning on doing. E3 is they're going to try and move. They're still going to kind of host it, but it's going to be all online. And I think that's going to go well for them. And I think they're just going to move to doing that permanently from here on out. That's my theory, anyway. I mean, yeah. it might be cheaper for them. Oh, yeah. It would be way cheaper for them. Well, I mean, you had to rent out a stall. You had to hire staff. You had to acquire lodging, transportation. You had to set up everything. It's a big expense for them. It's just kind of yeah. pointless anymore what it turned into. And the, I think the last four or five years, it was open to the general public. You just had to buy a pass to go in. So yeah, that's it just like, kind of expanded and expanded and just got too big and people are just kind of got bored of it. So that was kind of a hit for me is that I, this was the first year I was going to be able to go. I was actually planning on going this year <laughs> and man, am I, I was super pissed off yesterday. <laughs> Well, I mean, everyone else had already canceled, so you wouldn't have seen too much. Yeah, liked. but well, I was also planning on going to Evo, but I'm they Evo hasn't canceled yet, but I feel like they're probably going to. When when is Evo being held? I think July. Let me check real 
Uh, July should be good. Yeah, July third. Um, oh, July thirty first to August second. So once, well, maybe once the temperature that's towards warms up, the end. Should, everything should be good. Yeah. So so Evo might still be on, but uh, I we'll see. I hope so. Don't put all your eggs in that basket, man. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna go and like buy a ticket or anything. I'll wait and see what's going on. So. When is that usually held, though? Evo. Yeah. End of summer. The end of summer. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So that might actually still go. That's that. That's if the uh, Corona apocalypse doesn't, you know, ruin the planet. <laughs> I mean, it, this this is huge because. Well, I mean, I'm being sarcastic, but this I got a the notification from the local news station that Disney and Universal, right here in Orlando, are going to close for two weeks. Oh. Yeah, I didn't read the article as to when they're going to close or what. Immediately. And Disney World has, they, they don't even, they barely even close for hurricanes. Mm-hmm. It's the fourth time ever. <laughs> wow. Well, let's not dwell too much on the shit. Uh, what what what's some good stuff we have on our list? Let's let's talk about let's talk about the Command and Conquer Remaster Collection. Are you guys excited about that at all? I'm fucking stoked. I am, but I'm not sure if I'm going to buy into it for now because I'm I I have to balance between that uh, FF7 or Nemesis. Mm. So I'm probably gonna go for FF7 and then Nemesis at the end of the year when they have the Christmas Steam sale. And then just get it on Steam like I did with Resident Evil, where I got it for twenty bucks during Christmas. Well, do you know when it's coming? I'm not even sure when it's coming out. When's it coming out? No, I haven't. Uh-huh. Let's see. I don't think there's even a release date announcement on it yet. I don't know. It was one of the, uh, oh, June fifth. Oh, they're definitely yeah. Their their website's got a little countdown calendar on it and shit. So that's pretty um, cool. I'm, I was I'm, never I'm a big fan of Command and Conquer. So oh really. Yeah, I like I like their weird first person shooter renegade. That was I really good. I I think this will I don't know. I I'm excited for it. And the, oh my god. They have some expensive ass um collectors editions that I'm going to probably end up buying like a squad. What? what? A collectors edition of a remastered uh yeah. Damn white privilege. Okay, this this okay. Just look. This looks pretty cool, though. I don't know, man. I mean, at least the launch can't go as bad as the uh, the the launch of Warcraft Three Reforged. So, never mind. It is EA. It possibly can't go as bad. (laughs) I was gonna say we're we're talking about EA here. Uh, They've been a lot better recently. So, Hmm. what does this special thing come with? Let's see. You get a soundtrack. Four enamel pins. That's pretty neat. Um, tech Can't talk shit on pins because I got the stupid. ones that came with Destiny 2. Sticker sheet. Oh, really? I didn't poster. I used to. But are you even looking at the 25th anniversary one? Yeah. The Tiberium Crystal 16 gigabyte USB drive? <laughs> That's kind of cool, though. Um, stickers, pins, tech tree prints. Oh, there's a hat. There's a beanie. Oh, I gotta get this shit, dude. There's a beanie. That's fucking awesome. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm gonna have... Can you go <laughs> share the link on Discord? So I, can I did. I did. Oh, you did? Okay. It's the last one I said. All you have to do is this their main website, but oh, scroll down a little bit. Oh, there it is. A reversible beanie. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> 
if it's okay. on sale on Steam, I might pick it up just because I hoard video games and never play them. <laughs> painted, oh, okay, the painted PVC light and sound Tesla coil replica. That's pretty cool. I wonder how big that is. Uh, probably like maybe six inches. I mean, my guess, usually those kind of figurines are about that size. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if it's larger, they would give you a they would give you its size and height width. It's, it's not the size that counts, gentlemen. <laughs> it's how much power you get from the coil. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Excellent. Perfect comeback. <laughs> well, the standard edition is only 20 bucks. So that ain't bad. <clears throat> so. Excuse my ignorance, but uh, where's the link? The Discord uh, text chat. The top, the top. Yeah, I'll, watch I'll, I'll ping you. Okay, 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 okay. No, no, no. I got it. I got it. Uh, okay. It's the one where all the Japanese metal bands are. <laughs> so you haven't even begun to watch those. No, See, I wasn't. Uh, no, because I was in the other text chat, the one that says uh, the one, the other Dark Feather Gaming, not the, not the members. Oh yeah. Ah, okay, okay. Eighty-four days. One hundred and fifty bucks is a little steep, <laughs> but honestly, I'm not super worried about it running out. So I think I could probably get it a little bit later. Yeah, at least comes with a bunch of stuff. I I, mean, I I think it makes it worth. I mean, the game itself is twenty bucks, so you got to think: is this hundred and thirty dollars worth of shit? So there's a beanie. That's a beanie like that's got to be worth at least twenty bucks. So now we're to one hundred and ten, and then we look at the art book. You might get might be worth ten bucks, and then the patches maybe another ten. The pins five, the stickers five. So now we're down to like 80 bucks. You start factoring all of it in and it, it becomes worth it, I think. You know what I mean? I Two mean, different just, soundtracks, a poster, little replicas. Those little replicas can get expensive too, so. You said that beanie's like 20 bucks, man. With a, with a logo like Command & Conquer, it's got to be like 40. I remember I had this, uh, I had this, uh, <coughs> this um, uh, Legend of Zelda uh, baseball cap. Mm-hmm. I actually found it where I work like, six years ago in the cafeteria and uh <laughs> i saw after i found it i don't know like a year or two later i saw it uh at the disney store mm. and that hat was like 45 to 50 bucks so damn half, half of that a third of that right there is, is is in that beanie and and it comes with a physical <laughs> copy of the game the one that's 20 dollars just the just the digital steam version this is the only one the special edition or the 25th anniversary edition are the only ones that come with that actual physical copy of the game uh, and yeah. it's, it's worth saying the special edition the one that's 60 dollars does have a bunch of this stuff too it comes with a physical game and then it has um the tiberium crystal usb drive the pins mm-hmm. um the jewel cases the tech tree prints the sticker sheet the poster um uh, and the uh big boss of embossing treatments i don't even i don't know what the <laughs> Does it come with loot boxes too? <laughs> yeah, they say at the very least I'll probably get a special edition. But I think I might spring for that 25th anniversary. It'll, they say it's gonna be available till April 10th. So April 10th, I, I that's a payday for me. So I probably on that day I'll see what my budget looks like. <laughs> Yolo, fuck it, give me that that CNC swag. <laughs> fuck it. All right. So, how's Warzone? I haven't gotten a chance to play it yet. Well, I really like it. Um, I think Call of Duty, for the most part, has always had the best 
gunplay mm. of all the possible shooters on the market. Um, I never played much of Blackout, uh, the last Black Ops version of it. I didn't play any at all, actually. I played, but, I played Blackout quite a bit, and I liked Blackout a lot. I liked Blackout better than any boy, Battle Royale that I've played yet. Well, I think Warzone's probably the best Battle Royale out there right now. It's free for everybody. Um, it unlocks stuff in the regular multiplayer, if you ever get around to purchasing that or playing it. I, I just um, bought the Battle Pass last night for Season 2. Yeah, and um, they got rid of... They, they sped up how fast the game is by getting rid of customizing individual attachments on your guns. Mm. So your guns just your guns just drop um like the special the special armory versions of guns drop across the game. Oh, so yeah, you can look nice. at them and see what's on there. And you can call in your own multiplayer custom loadouts if you want something specific. Yeah, the gulag cool. feature is really nice. Um it's really fun getting in a 1v1 and once in a while if you and a teammate die around the same time, your teammate will be able to call out where the enemy is you're fighting if you're in the same little yes. gulag instance. Nice. Mm-hmm. I also saw a clip of someone throwing a rock at a claymore and killing the person who planted it. Sick. From the, <laughs> so the other person won, yeah. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. I'll see if I, I'll see if I can't find it for you real quick, but it was fantastic. It was hilarious. Yeah, I actually had my... Uh, my fr- well, I, I started playing today, right? I downloaded it uh, yesterday, and I started playing today. I actually had my first victory today. I I played with two guys from Xbox. I was on PC. Uh, they did really good. They One of them had like 12 kills. The other one had like eight, and I had like six, so I didn't do too bad. Um, but I died like two or three times, got brought back. Uh, they, You know, you spend the cash. if you After you die the first time, you go to Gulag, like Dustin said. Um, if you don't win... Or if you you know if you die again later on, you can still be brought back, but your teammates have to pay cash for it. Mm. Now in-game cash, obviously not <laughs> real money. Yo, dude, I threw a quarter at that. <laughs> yeah, uh, or else that would be the biggest scam. Yeah, pay-to-win scam ever. That'd be pretty bad. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. And then I played. I played with my. My friend uh, who's on PlayStation earlier, so that was really nice. nice. All that crossplay. I don't know. I don't know why the hell uh, Apex hasn't done that. A lot of people. Uh, so, are like, oh, because of the because of the people on PC, you like playing at 144 refresh rate. Like it doesn't matter, dude. So it actually, about that was the game was started development at such an early time. It started right after Titanfall two, before crossplay was really a thing. So it's yeah. not actually built another engine yet. So that's the reasoning behind that with oh, Apex. Okay. But I mean, you gotta you gotta think of games like Fortnite that came out way before it. So, well, Epic Engine's a little very. It's very a very versatile tool. Okay, all right. Well, that's understandable. But but that's the main argument argument that I've heard. Oh well, people on PC they can play with better refresh rate, whatever. Like, dude, there are people on PC who cannot play with that kind of refresh rate, and they still play against other people on PC <laughs> with that kind of refresh. So it doesn't make a difference, really. No, you know. I mean, if you're good with a controller, you're going to be able to beat most people using a mouse if they're just casually playing it. So, yeah, whatever. Because, like, like I uh, I even uh, hooked up the controller to play the other day Apex on PC. I'm like, wow, this is no different than playing on the PlayStation, except that it looks better. That's it. Bro, I would use a joystick for my movement and a mouse to aim if I could, but I don't know where that controller went that I had 10 years ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I, uh... 
I remember back in December, some somebody posted a libertarian PC gamers that the Steam controller was like five bucks. Yeah. And as soon as I click on the button, it, it was sold out. I'm like, you gotta be shit, man. It's apparently once you get used to it, it's apparently like the best controller you can use on PC. Really? That's what I hear. It's a very, very, very good controller. Yeah. I, I kinda wanna get it, but since I can use my PlayStation controller, I'm like, meh, I'll pass. I'd rather save up for something else, you know, a game or a better graphics card down the road. Hopefully my wife didn't hear that. <laughs> Jeff, do you have, um, do you actually have Call of Duty yet or are you just able to play Warzone since it's free? No, I just got Warzone because it's free. I want to get Damn. Modern Warfare, uh, but I'm going to see if there's a sale or something. Uh, cash? there won't be a sale to like fall it's battle net activision won't do anything i know these guys are cheap bastards and they won't lower the yeah. price i don't it's worth it it's it's, it's the best one in a long time i think yeah i'm pretty sure i didn't buy it at first because i, I started watching uh some of the og mlg call of duty players on youtube and they were like ragging on it about how it's a camp fest and whatever i'm like you know like what do you what do you what do you want to what do you want them to do? Like these are the same people that were bitching when uh Infinite Warfare came out. Oh, the jumping around, the space battles. And I don't know, man, but I I I I still play Infinite Warfare on PlayStation and I play against people who literally never come down from the walls. It's like you turn the corner and they already have you on their sites and you're dead. So I don't know what these guys are playing. If these guys are MLG players. I can't imagine what this guy, this other guy who's casually playing against me uh, is doing. With yeah. <laughs> you know, so, I don't know. Everybody bitches about something, but ugh, whatever. Mm. I think it's good. I, I, uh, it's weird saying this because historically, Modern, War- Modern Warfare has always been my favorite series out of Call of Duty, and I've never liked Black Ops. But I loved Black Ops 4, and I like the new modern warfare but i actually still prefer black ops 4 to the new modern warfare for a lot of reasons yeah i never really played black ops 4 so i here's the cool thing though they're so different that i enjoy playing both of them and they both still feel viable like right now you can still go and play black ops 4 there's still a huge lobby there's still a good season and it's a completely viable game and that i think that's exciting because one of my biggest pet peeves about Call of Duty, like most people, is that the lobbies only stay viable for a year. You can only have fun with the game for a year. So even though they're putting new ones out and I'm buying the new ones, I like that I can still play Black Ops and have something going on in there. But because they're really different feeling games in the gameplay. Well, and then you got the other thing, like you could never really play a Call of Duty on PC because the player base died quickly. Mm hmm. Um, PC gamers are generally pretty fickle. They always go back to, <laughs> I, I, I know it's true from a lot of people I know and how I play. You always go back to a few core games you always play. Like I always go back to playing Black Desert or yeah. something like that. So being able to keep those lobbies full, especially how it will work with the regular multiplayer, um, the, the co-op missions, as well as now Warzone cross-platform, that player base will stay large and active and the pc players who bought the game will still have use for the game and not be playing against the same 11 people all the time when they get on the game yeah just just the cross just the cross platform is 
that's huge for keeping those lobbies viable. Yes. Yes. That is, yeah. I mean, I still jump back onto uh, Modern Warfare 2 on PC once in a while. The only problem with that is, well, that nobody's watching the server, so <laughs> you get your wonderful hackers who are flying around the map and just shooting you in the head all the time. But it's still fun. That was actually my favorite out of all the Modern Warfare uh, series. Mm -hmm. uh, I really wanted to get this new one, but, you know, I'm a cheap piece of shit, so. <laughs> but you're our piece of shit. Oh, that's so sweet. Ish. It's, you, you, you learn to, to, to give and take. <laughs> so, um... I grow you... on you. <laughs> no, no homo. <laughs> All the homo. Uh, do you know much about archaeology, Dustin? Nope, I haven't touched RuneScape in probably a, uh, nine, ten months. <sighs> I'd love to touch on the RuneScape archaeology stuff, but I haven't read up on it enough. I don't know enough about it. Um, hey, guys, there's a new skill. <laughs> yeah, there's a new I think I'm just going to do a separate video on catching up on RuneScape because I'd like to make a video stressing my fucking annoyance that I finally got a max cape, and now they're like, fuck your max cape. Here's a new skill. So I'll, I think I'll just cover that in a separate video. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to admit publicly that I've never played RuneScape. And the crowd goes wild. I'm not sure if that's a if that's a brag or a bad thing. I can't figure it. No, it's not a brag. Little both. <laughs> a little no. of both. It's, it's no, no. I'm not bragging about it. I'm just saying I've never got into it. It it's a game I always come back to. Uh, like like what like what Sasquatch was just saying. I, I I always come back to it. I'll stop playing for months and months and months. Uh, I keep up my subscription because I always do the VIP premiere yearly thing but um even after months i'll stop playing and then i'll just binge it really hard for like three months and then i'll stop for like six months and then binge really hard for four months i don't know what the yeah, fuck it is I, that, that's what i normally hear from people who play it yeah it's just yeah i don't know it's that type of game i guess that has like a novelty effect that just wears off and then you long for that novelty effect again i don't know <laughs> It's just your game you go back to constantly. Everyone has one. Yeah. I need to get back on to Final Fantasy fourteen also. I have yeah, not been able to touch on the on um, Shadowbringers much yet because my new job just hit me with like a brick wall as soon as it came out. So I just Did I finish it before you? Yeah, I still haven't even finished wow. Shadowbringers. I'm hoping that um, come this summer when I have a lot of free time again I'll be able to pound it all out. So well, the only reason I don't actively play it is because I went back to WoW because they have like an end game grind with mythic dungeons and whatnot. Oh, and yeah. I quit playing WoW because it got too grindy where you have a necklace and then armor you have to get specific roles on. Then you have a new thing for your armor you need specific roles on and a cape you have to go through special stuff to level up. I'll probably go back in Shadowlands because there's a randomly generated tower you can go through that's a dungeon. So I'll go back there eventually and hate myself. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised you haven't even touched RuneScape and know anything about archaeology. I mean, I told you I had no idea. I thought you at least knew something. No, like I said, I haven't even... Uh, probably a month before they officially announced archaeology was when I went into my not playing anymore phase. So uh, but I still try every... Maybe once or twice a month, I'll hop onto the website and read through the news updates a little bit. Uh, but I don't keep up nearly as well as I would if I were actively playing or something. Yeah, 
Let's see. So how about okay? Have you guys heard the rumors on Elder Scrolls Six yet? Um, I heard that's supposed to be like three countries or something. Yeah, and they said now this sounds super hyperbolic to me, but it said the release date was twenty twenty five, and I I think that's bullshit. But I don't fuck. I don't know. Um, I think it will be next fall when the new consoles release well don't forget we have starfield first it's going to come out before then and they were slated the reason these rumors started is because it was rumored that they were going to start making announcements about this at e3 so (laughs) So i guess maybe starfield will launch next fall with consoles that's what i think i think starfield's going to drop right when like the new gen does the new gen consoles do and i think next year they're going to drop uh, Elder Scrolls Six because they want to space those at least a year apart, or they're going to screw themselves. Um, nah, they release it on every single platform imaginable. The man, they'll be fine. Let's see. I'm trying to find. Yeah, outside of uh, hearing, there's like three countries in it. Kind of how Elder Scrolls Online has all the countries that you can go to. That's yeah. all I know about it. And that it was like supposed to be called Redwall or something. Yeah, I know it Maybe was not Redwall. It was um oh, I know Redwall's was, already a game. It was <laughs> No, that's Arena. Arena is in Redwall. Arena's in Daggerfall. Is it? I'm like almost positive Arena's in Daggerfall. Oh, okay. So yeah. High Rock, Hammerfell, and um Yakota. Yakuda? Uh, what? High Rock, Hammerfell, and um Yakuda. Is that how you say that? Yakuda? Hmm. I don't know. I'll put it in the Discord. I put it in the Discord chat. I don't actually uh, know that much about Yakuda. I know plenty Yo-Kuda. about High Rock and Hammerfell, but Yakuda. Yakuda. Yeah, it's Yakuda. Okay. I don't know what race would be from there. That sounds Eastern. Yeah, it sounds. I haven't. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go do some research. Um, homeland of the left-handed elves and redguards who were at the time known as Yakuda. It lies to the west of Tamriel. Okay, so it's that same general area. So yeah, that's that, that same general area. If you look at a Tamriel map, um, if you look at Hammer, where Hammerfell and High Rock is, I think uh, Yakuta is like that same a tiny little area in that same general area from what it looks like. I don't see it on the maps, but the description makes it sound like it's some insignificantly small place in between Hammerfell and High Rock, basically. Skyrim, Hammerfell, Oh, Dagger. Okay, so Daggerfall was also High Rock and Hammerfell. It included both areas. Okay. Okay, yeah, so Yakuda, if you look at the Tamriel map and look at, and and for our video, because for the podcast, I'm going to put this on YouTube and stuff too and add some video to it. So for the video, I'll add, uh, I'll add this up on there. But if you look at the Tamriel map and look at where High Rock is and Hammerfell, right off to the far, far uh, west, there's some islands. And that's where Yakuda is. It's those islands off to the to the west of High Rock and Hammerfell. Am I looking at a different map? I don't see that. <laughs> is the little tiny ones there? Um, hold on. No, I'll put it. I'll put it in area. the. Uh, oh, okay. So, yeah, it's. 
It doesn't even show up on that map. <laughs> it's in the Sea of Pearls. I don't know why I said that like that. Hmm, you're weird. Inspiration just comes to me, I suppose. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, those are just heavy rumors because it could not even be those at all. Who knows? That's true, and that's and that's it's complete speculation. Like you said, the fact that the guy said 2025 makes me like, uh, but and. I think that's very good likelihood. The Hammerfell, High Rock, and Yakuta, probably the rest of those islands mixed in there. But honestly, I think anyone who's seen the information we have so far could probably just piece that together and make it a pretty good guess. So I think someone probably pieced that together and then just threw it out there with a random ass late date to try and get credibility. One of those cast a wide net things. But yeah. I agree. Taking it as this person's theory. As to where it will be, other than looking at it as a leak, I would agree with said theory. Shit, man, it could just be all of Tamriel. Who knows? Uh, and I've heard arguments both ways because as cool as that would be, like part of the it would get rid of part of the whim of of Elder Scrolls in a way. I don't know. You can have your one main story, then a whole bunch of shit you can't do because it's time locked and whatnot. Yeah, but yeah, it's another it's another game that. I wouldn't say that I'm not looking forward to. It's just so saturated just from Skyrim. Yeah. That, I mean, probably at its eventual release, I might be excited or interested in it again, but I've always been more of a Fallout fan and those games have gone by the wayside anyway. Mm. So I could never get into maybe, Fallout for some reason. Maybe Starfield will pique I'm, my interest. I'm super excited for Starfield. Thinking of like Elder Scrolls in space, I, I like that idea. I mean, a it's lot. probably going to be more like sci-fi Fallout because Fallout already has the guns and everything. That's true, and I like the concept of Fallout. I don't know, I just couldn't get into it for some reason. It's an acquired taste. Yeah. <laughs> what else do we got here? Uh, Baldur's Gate Three. I know nothing about that yet. Oh, That's... have you ever played Baldur's Gate One or Two? I've played Baldur's Gate Two. Two. All right. Well, um, Baldur's Gate 3 is being made by Larian Studio. Larian? Larian Studios. Um, they have recently released Divinity Original Sin 2, Divinity Original Sin. Um, they uh, are great with CRPGs, which we're kind of seeing a resurgence in. We've had um, Hard Hard West was kind of one. Um, Wasteland got a remaster and a Wasteland 2 just was released as well. So those kind of like tabletopy RPGs seem to be coming back. Nice. I like that. I mean, even Cyberpunk 2077 is based off a tabletop. Oh, I didn't RPG, know that. But it's also it plays completely different. It probably plays more like a Fallout where, you know, your stats and everything. But mm-hmm. yeah, Baldur's Gate 3 um, is getting a early access release here in a couple months, I believe. Um, it's something that Larian has done with all of their previous titles, mm-hmm. which is very good because they play hard by the the game by the rules provided to them, which is straight up Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition. So there's a lot of stuff you can break, and they're not going to stop that because if it's within the rules, you can break it. Yeah. But much like Divinity, you're going to have your origin characters, which are pre-made characters, which have like special little side storylines, or you can make your own character from the provided races and classes so it's also going to be multiplayer um it's a story that was helped written for the wizards of the coast actually helped them write the campaign for it and helped them keep it within something plausible that they would come up with for a tabletop rpg um 
They recently released a book into the Avernus, which is an actual full-on Dungeons and Dragons 5e module that is a prequel to the game that you can play around a table with your friends. Nice. But it seems like it's a game where the um, Mind Flayers decide to invade the Sword Coast and the Githyanki are trying to kill them. They're like Dungeons and Dragons aliens. They have spaceships and shit. (laughs) It's all normal. (laughs) Nice. But yeah, so um, if it follows a trend of Divinity, you'll have like a Dungeon Master mode where they'll be able to set up their own digital D&D games. And the the game itself will do all the hard back-end work. But it's something I'm really excited for. Um, I'm probably going to actually play through it with my D&D group. Nice. Let's see. So what about Mountain Blade, t- Mountain Blade 2? I don't know much about that either. I don't know so, much. I mean, I don't mean I don't know anything. So it is my yeah, my yeah, my favorite game series. I have like oh. seven thousand hours logged in Steam of Mountain Blade. Are you serious? That's, that's yeah. on my list of games to try that I've never tried before. Well, don't worry about trying the older ones. Mountain Blade Two goes into early access on the thirty first. Well, there we go. Oh wow! So um, I'm guessing there's no storyline continuity that I need. No, um, it's also like a prequel. It's in the the land. Mm-hmm. Caldaria, where that's the games are based um before the original mountain blade okay but um you start off as a mercenary you can swear fealty to a different kingdom you can just be a, a you can just be your own mercenary and try to create your own kingdom you just go around attack villages pillage them if you want take them over um yeah there's a bunch of npcs you can go talk to it's very it's very open world Nice. And you can either play it as an RTS where you just control your troops, or you can also just go down with your character and attack enemies in third person or first person melee combat. Nice. Or with a, a bow or a crossbow. There's no magic, no healing potions, just time will heal you, doctors will heal you, whatever. You level up your troops. Um, yeah. It's just very open. You can do a whole bunch of stuff. You can just start trading caravans if you want. And a big thing with it is its modding community. Um, there's a ton of mods for it. Some like total conversions, like you can get a variant of the original Mountain Blade that's, you know, um, Westeros that's completely turned into a Song of Ice and Fire or Lord of the Rings, whatever, whatever you want. But a big thing taken from the most popular mods is like your thief upgrading so you can turn thieves to where they specifically just grow crops or raise cattle and start a trade empire that way and make money because you also have to pay your troops and if you don't pay your troops they start abandoning you and uh, i always like to play it on iron man mode where you only saved as you were leaving a thief or if you died and then you could never play again but that's safe so nice. it's fun i like hardcore modes i always loved hardcore d2 but yeah, I highly recommend it. It's I'll probably be playing it a ton amongst a couple other things I'll be playing around that time. So, uh, is it PC it. only or is it on PS4? Uh, I'm not sure. It might. I think initially it's PC only, but I do know um, the developers did say they were thinking of taking it to consoles. So nice. But it's never been a graphically intensive game. Mm. Um, a game looks good, but it'll look probably dated since it's a generally it's a really small finnish team that have made it like the original one was made by a couple so and then there's subsequent expansions i think um 
Oh, there was one where it was based off of a book, kind of, and you had firearms and stuff, and it was they upped their team to like twenty five. So it's a small studio, but they get stuff done. It's been in the works for like nine years. Nice. <laughs> wow. So, um, how how's uh, season three Castlevania there, Sasquatch? I loved it. Nice. It's fantastic. It carries on very well without Dracula as the main villain. Um, I mean, he's in the show for like a whole ten seconds of screen time in hell with uh i can't remember her name his wife Mm. who he went crazy over um there is some good development between uh sifa and trevor trevor is just as snarky and a sarcastic asshole as always with a heart of gold it's fantastic sifa's developed into a much better character as well also very funny their their little couple dynamic is very is very fun um, particularly when they arrive in the new town and he talks about beer for a moment. That's a really great scene. Um, they arrive in the main town where their arc takes place, but Alucard's off on his own. Sifa and Trevor are off on their own. Um, and then it also goes to, I can't remember what country they're in, but Carmelia, who was one of Dracula's lieutenants. The crazy um, one? Yeah, the woman, the... Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes back home. Um, she has Hector in tow, one of the furnace. The the furnace. What are they called? I can't remember. They make they make demons. Um, it's kind of drawn between him and one of Carmelia's sisters. It's really interesting. And you also have Isaac off on his own. They develop Isaac as well, who is the same thing, but he's off making his own army, kind of in Dracula's image, wanting to carry on Dracula's plan. Whereas Hector didn't know about Dracula's plan, but Isaac did. And Isaac also has some character development from a very nice ship captain. There's some good exposition in those couple of episodes. And the last three episodes are a culmination of what's happening in all the different storylines. You have a, a very, very good fight scene in the town that Trevor and Sifa are in. Um, Isaac has his own where he's attacking a town being led by a being ruled over by a a crazy and evil wizard. Um, Hector gets it on with a van with a vampire lady. Doesn't turn out well. And this entire time, Alucard has been training, uh, training a pair of people who sought him out because they wanted help defending their, their land. Um, They're from Japan since it takes place technically in Europe and they're just from the far East. They want help with knowledge and training to defeat any vampires that might come back to Japan and try to take over where Cho, their previous ruler had the void that she had left. So the last three episodes are a lot. Um, pretty, pretty big thing happens to Alucard. Um, a lot of character development for Alucard, not necessarily good, but it's still great to watch nonetheless. How, um, how many episodes of season? Card- 10. So the ten. previous two are six. This one is 10. Thank God. So, yeah, well, there's just a lot. They have four main arcs they're following the entire time. So, what's well, the, 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 well, exactly. The, that was one of my pet peeves before is how short the seasons were. It felt like season one and two should be one season. Yeah, generally you want 12, 10, 12, but it was also kind of new. They didn't know how well it would go over. Yeah, I know. It was, it was kind of like a, kind of almost like an expanded pilot. Yeah, but season four has already been confirmed. They're going to continue it. Good, good, good. Oh, um, thank God. But yeah, it's it was fantastic. If you're adverse to cartoon titties, don't watch it. <laughs> it made 
maybe some cartoon homosexuality. I don't know if that really offends you. Don't watch it. Might offend people more than cartoon titties, though. So, but there are cartoon titties. So, <laughs> there's there's people out there thinking, oh no, there's cartoon dick, but there's also cartoon titty. Um, you actually only see cartoon dick briefly, so very briefly. <laughs> not very detailed, not very detailed cartoon dick either. It's mostly in shadows. <laughs> I'm just mm. laughing at the fact that we're calling it cartoon dick. Just, yeah, no, I'm just laughing at the it's fact that we're talking dick. about. <laughs> I'm just laughing at the fact that we're talking about cartoon dick. But uh, yeah, um, it sets up some pretty big ramifications for a season four. Nice. If Trevor and Sifa ever decide to go, hey, what's Alucard doing? <laughs> so um, out of ten, <laughs> um, I give it a Trevor's comeback when the guy asked him what's on his chest. Out of ten, a shirt—the best joke in the entire series still is from the first episode. It is a fantastic. I give it a ten out of ten. All right, all right, ten out of ten. Yeah, I gotta get on that. I was—I plan on watching that over spring break, so I'm gonna end up. Uh, yeah, well, I watched it with a couple of friends. So nice. We always well, we watched the first two seasons watched and, it, uh, this past Sunday, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. See, that's what I do at work. When I, let me explain. Let me explain. <laughs> let me explain. I work, Wait. I work. I work at a desk, isolated in an office, so, so no one can catch me. Exactly. Between, <laughs> phone calls, between phone calls and data collecting and all the other, you know, highly intelligent stuff that I do, I watch Netflix, <laughs> and Hulu, and whatever's on. You know, so. Yeah, that's usually what I catch up on. Nice. Yeah, I think yeah, what I'm gonna up, we're gonna watch the new Archer with Carbon. So nice. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I think when spring break comes about, I'm gonna binge the whole series and start from series or season one, episode one, and just go through the whole thing in one shot over a few days. Yeah, it's worth it. It's it's very good to watch. The animation's all still there. Um the the fight scene, the fight scene involving Isaac and his army with the wizard is done fantastically, but with Tre- Trevor and Sifa's battle is even, even better. And you can kind of see like the trust they've developed traveling with each other for the past few months up until the point this story takes place. Nice. So, I mean, they're essentially witchers at that point. They just travel <laughs> killing monsters for people. <laughs> so the last item on our list is the final fantasy seven remake, the big, big, uh, item. And I know it's not a huge area for you, Sasquatch, but I know uh, I'm working on a video that my lazy ass still hasn't been able to finish. Uh, <laughs> Jaff, you put out a video, right? I was going to say, don't don't call yourself lazy. I barely edited mine and <laughs> stuck an hour-long video into you. So. Hey, yeah. I'm excited for it just because it's like, it's a Final Fantasy. Hello? Oh, you cut out there. Oh, I said I'm excited for it because it's a, it looks like a really good Final Fantasy 15 reskin. Well, it's not, though. That's what a I lot know. of people <laughs> say, but it's like and I get it. I get why people would think that at first glance. But if you actually go and play the demo, it's totally not. It is 100 percent not a button masher. If you go in there just smashing the fucking attack button, you're going to die because all that's doing is generating your ATB gauge a little faster. The damage is super insignificant, so it's yeah. it's a really smooth it's combination of them. 
It's just it being more active than sitting there waiting for turn base because I have ADD and I'll get bored and go do something else. Yeah, yeah, it gives, yeah. It gives you something. It's like turn base, but giving you something to do. Um, and of course, it doesn't have the the screen transition, but yeah, I, I think they did really personally. I think I love it. um, it's I love it's, it. it's it's as far as the because I've I've always been a huge turn base fan. Um, so aside from turn base, not talking about that, it's my favorite uh battle, my favorite mechanic system that a Final Fantasy game has put out so far. So everything from, you know, 12, 13, all of it, it 15, they, it's not that they are horribly, the horribly bad, but I like this more than any of them. I liked 12 quite and a bit because 12. of how much manipulation it. you had over the AI. Mm-hmm. But, and I'm, yeah, I, I, I think, I think it's going to be, I, I, I I hope you get at least some ability to manipulate AI um, in here, but uh, I know we haven't been able to see quite everything yet. But I I love what I've seen so far. Now that now that you say Flint, now that you mentioned twelve, I remember that I beat it in like two or three days or some shit after we got it. We didn't get it like the first day it came out, but <clears throat> uh, between my cousin and I, uh, you know, we were taking turns playing. Uh, whenever one wasn't home, yeah. I remember that. Unfortunately, at that time, uh, his brother was murdered. Uh, so when he went, and you can cut this out if you think you have to, whatever. <laughs> but when he went to to New York, uh, you know, for his funeral, like I had a few days off, so I just played through it like nothing else mattered in life. And by the time he got back, like, dude, I'm done with the game. He was like, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. dude. Oh wow! But I really liked it. I loved. I loved the story. Um, you know, I liked that it was sort of kind of connected to Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh yeah, I, deeply. I, I really liked and it. The, oh man, you haven't played through fourteen. If you get through um, uh, uh, Stormblood uh, in Final Fantasy fourteen, it it adds more connections to. It's pretty neat. Um. But uh, a funny story about Final Fantasy XII, I hated it when I first got it, because like I said, I was pretty hardcore on, on turn-based playstyle, and it's the first Final Fantasy that wasn't purely turn-based, and I got it for Christmas, and I put it in that night, and I played it all night, and then, yeah. I, I mean, I, I say all night, I played it for like six hours that night, because uh, we always opened Christmas pre- or presents on Christmas Eve, so I played it... <laughs> throughout to like 1 a.m fell asleep and then i just never played again I, was, I woke up the next morning i was like you know what this is fucking ga- this is fucking dumb i hate this game i can't believe they fucked up the combat and i just tossed it aside and i didn't come back to it until the next summer i was bored because i was in middle school or high school or whatever at the time it was on summer vacation needed something to do i saw it sitting there and the only reason i did because i thought okay i got this game for christmas i'm gonna feel like an asshole if i don't give it a really good try um so i put it in and i actually tried it out and gave it a chance and i ended up loving it after i gave it a chance but man i was stubborn at first on that one. Oh man like i bought the remastered version on pc when it launched and i beat the i played the fuck out of it and beat it for like a week straight it's all i played i you bought it you were in middle school at the time what what year was what year did it come out? Oh, oh no, two thousand two, thousand six or eight or something. That late, you think? No. Yeah, we were in high school. Yeah, two thousand six. 
I was, I was, yeah, we were. I was, I was. Well, I guess a uh, sophomore Final Fantasy high school. Thirteen was when uh, Final well, Fantasy 12. Thirteen was two thousand ten. Yeah, so no, two thousand nine. Like... Thirteen was two thousand nine. Okay. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I probably won't touch Final Fantasy the Seven remake until I can get like some collection of both discs at the same time and just play it through. Yeah, uh, that's just me. Well, that's. I keep seeing people. This is the funniest part of this argument because people keep complaining about how. It's going to be multiple parts. My theory, the the going theory, I should say, is three parts. And people, that was 2006. I, I hear <laughs> all of these arguments about, oh, I would rather it just take a lot longer to develop and have one full completed game for the price of one game. But if you're willing to wait longer for the development for them to make that entire huge game, then just fucking wait. Because once they have all the parts come out, they're going to release a bundle to get all three of them for the price of one game that's just marketing 101. So, See, I don't, really... I, don't, I don't care. I, I support what they're doing, the decision why. I just want to wait till I have it all to play through. Oh, yeah, that's fair. I'm just saying um, that, that's, that what you're doing is a legitimate thing that like people should do if they want to play it all at once and just wait till it's all out, buy it all at once, and play it all at once. I think it's it's a good decision what they're doing with breaking into multiple parts because that just means that I get more game to play. I get more game in that universe to play through. So let's see. Well, I think that was about all that was all we had on our list too. The last thing was Final Fantasy Seven, and there's not too much to say about that. I'm gonna be releasing a video too, and you already did, so anything we miss will get summarized there. I've still got uh, a lot of hours of demo to edit through, so. Sweet. Oh, I guess I yes. should um, also mention uh, to everybody, don't forget the uh, the March PlayStation Plus games are available now. So the ones for this month are Shadow of the Colossus and Sonic Forces. Fantastic game. Both, both free for March for PlayStation Plus members. So make sure you go download that if you haven't already. Or at least add it to your library. You don't even have to download it. You can just add it to your library and then you'll have it. So, Yep, that's true. Which I actually did this month. And I and I, I freaked out because uh, last month it was Bioshock. But I thought I didn't I didn't download it. But I, I ended up, you know, quote unquote buying it. Wasn't it the whole collection too? You can do it from your phone. You can just add it to your library from your phone, yeah. man. Yeah, that's what I do. All right. Well, it looks like that's going to do it for us, everybody. So thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Go find us on Facebook at Dark Feather Gaming News and on YouTube at Dark Feather Entertainment. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.